Welcome to the Manifestation and Mystic Soul podcast, a place to discover how to live in spiritual alignment, attract more of what you want, and become the highest version of yourself. My name's Helen from Helen Life, and I'm a manifestation coach, astrologer, and all-round modern mystic. I blend together practical manifestation tools with ancient spiritual wisdom, coaching, astrology, and modern magic. If you're looking to raise your vibration and step into your dream reality, then you've come to the right place. I hope by listening to this show, you gain the perspectives, teachings, knowledge, practices, and tools you need to embody your next level self. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation and Mystic Soul podcast. So today I'm actually recording from my bedroom. <laughs> I've been recovering from a bit of a head cold. I woke up on Sunday and my head was just aching like it never ached before. So if my voice sounds a little bit snuffled, that is that is because that's been happening with me. But I have to say, having a cold and having something with your health go wrong and then as you start to recover it really does make you appreciate your health it really does show you that health really is the number one form of wealth you know think about anything you want to do in your life if you don't have your health you really don't have anything so today I wanted to talk about something that is really quite potent. And this is something that I learned in Buddhism. It is known as the three poisons that cause suffering. And when I learned about these, it just really made me wake up and look at the way that I was living my own life, especially if things aren't going the way that you want them to. It's a really great way to get some awareness as to where you may be getting stuck in one of these three poisons. So I'm going to take you through these three poisons and then I'll share the antidotes of them so that you can alchemize and transform them into something else. So I'm just going to dive straight in. I think this episode will probably be quite short and sweet, but it will still have a lot of value for you, especially if you were someone who sometimes struggles to get out of a funk or you find yourself feeling stuck and frustrated, this can be quite enlightening. So enjoy. So the first poison is anger. And this might seem like quite an obvious one, but there are actually many different forms of anger. And when I talk about this, I'm not just talking about anger in terms of the emotions and when you feel angry about something although it can be that but I'm actually in this instance I'm talking about anger from an ego perspective anger coming from the ego in terms of when for example if you feel like you are sometimes better than someone then this actually comes from an insecurity because you feel the need to look down on someone else and equally there can be a sense of feeling like you are less than someone else. And this is also a state of anger because you're not in an acceptance or a place of peace with who you are. 
So that is how the first poison can play out. The second poison is greed. So again, this may seem like an obvious one that, you know, everyone knows greed, being greedy isn't something they want to be associated with. Um, but it has to be said that most suffering is caused by this. And when I talk about greed in this context, I'm referring to, again, the way that the ego takes over. And instead of feeling like you have enough and that you are enough, you can become greedy and start taking more than you give. And then there's this energy between giving and receiving that becomes unbalanced. And now I'm not saying that you can't live in abundance. Obviously, having more than enough, having plenty is a good thing. But it's about being conscious about your motivations and intentions for giving and for receiving and for having. So when you're taking for ego's sake, for the reason to just satisfy yourself and not satisfy anyone else, and it's not coming from a soulful or heart-centered place, this can be greed because it, it can reflect the need to fulfill yourself over others, which ultimately comes from a place of suffering. And I do want to say here, if you want something, do you consider how you wanting that thing will also benefit others? For example, me wanting to grow my business and ultimately, yes, I will, I will benefit from that in terms of I will receive an income from the energy exchange but ultimately, by growing my business and working with more people, I'm doing that in service of others because I have a mission to help others and help others awaken their own consciousness and transform and find their purpose and grow and develop. So although you might have a desire, that desire, if it's coming from a soulful place, will still have a benefit to someone else. So for example, if you want to live in a, your dream home, for example, you want to live in a lovely, luxurious home, well, how will that benefit others? Well, it might make you in a more peaceful mood because you're in a place that you can really thrive and feel safe and secure in your, in your home. And as a result, the way that you operate to everyone else that lives in that home, whether that's your partner or family or whatever, will have a positive impact on them too. So there's this sense of doing something for yourself to create a ripple effect of peace on others. But when you're in the poison of greed, you're doing it just to satisfy the ego's needs. And therefore there, there isn't a benefit to anyone else because ultimately the ego's needs comes from a place of emptiness and the need to fill a hole as opposed to feeling full as you are, and then creating from that place. So I think that's just quite an important distinction. And then the third poison is delusion. So this is one of the other roots of suffering. And I see this as delusion of the mind. So the thoughts and the stories we tell ourselves that causes us to suffer. And there's a beautiful metaphor to describe this and especially to show you how things may look when the delusion is lifted it's almost like 
you're living in a room and you've been living in a room that is dark all your life and when you finally break through the delusion you just turn the light on so nothing in reality has actually changed nothing in the room has changed but the way you perceive things have and this really i think is a beautiful way to sum up delusion that we can often just put things in front of us and cover up the truth the truth of how things are because of the thoughts and assumptions we hold about the world which often are not beneficial so those are the three poisons so now i'm going to go through the antidotes to these poisons and how we can use these antidotes to cut through and transform these poisons into sources of growth and development and these antidotes can be applied to all three sometimes one may be enough but some but really having all three and cultivating these energies because i kind of see them as energies or qualities is really the key to eliminating the three poisons from showing up in your life so the first antidote is compassion and this is just so essential for dissolving things like anger like greed and delusion because one of the most powerful ways you can start to heal those traits is by bringing compassion to that situation or to yourself or to that thought this then lightens the energy and allows change to start to seep through it allows an opening to to come compassion says i see you i see that that's difficult and it's okay to feel like this you know imagine if you're in a situation where you feel really angry about something you feel like something isn't fair you feel like you're not good enough or whatever it is when you stop for a moment and you just have compassion for yourself in this situation then that anger can start to dissolve because you're actually acknowledging the pain you're acknowledging the difficulty you're acknowledging where you are and just giving yourself a sense of compassion can really start to ease those angry emotions i remember when i first started practicing yoga and i was awful when i first started i i started off doing hot yoga i couldn't breathe properly i it was probably you know the worst like hour or so of my life for the first month or so as i as i got used to it and as i learned to breathe and i was going through a lot of anxiety at the time as well but the the teacher you know banged on quite a lot about compassion and having compassion for yourself and for your body and all of this so i would get myself into these postures where it was super difficult i was not very comfortable i couldn't hold it very well i was sweating it wasn't very comfortable at all but what it taught me was it's not about trying to get the perfect move or the perfect posture or asana it's about being compassionate to where you are so there'd be some days where i'd go and my body would be tight and i wouldn't be able to hold the posture even after going for a few years i would you know have days where it would still feel difficult but now instead of trying to avoid that pain and getting frustrated at myself for not being able to do it i got to a place where i could bring compassion to myself and go it's okay that this is where your body's at it's okay you don't need to you don't need to be perfect you know and this compassion can then in my instance of of the yoga it 
transferred to to off of the mat and in circumstances where I felt uncomfortable or where I felt like I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't good enough around something I could just bring a sense of compassion to myself and that brings a sense of acceptance to where you are whatever stage of life you're in whatever goals and dreams that you have for yourself if you can bring compassion to yourself while you're on the journey it will actually ease the journey so much it will make the journey of growing and moving in the direction that you want to move towards so much easier because you release that resistance by bringing in some compassion it's that energy of softness it's a feminine energy so that is the first antidote with compassion just just to also add to this is you want to be compassionate to yourself and it's important that you fill your own cup up first because you can go the other way where you can be too compassionate and so compassionate that you actually end up neglecting your own needs and if you do that then you can end up back in the cycle of anger or delusion thinking that you're doing all of these good things for other people but you're not actually where you want to be and so then you create stories about yourself or you become angry or resentful about your life or other people when actually the lesson is to put your own mask on first so that you can then help others so self-compassion first and then you can spread that compassion out to others so the second antidote is courage so when you have courage like it might seem simple but it breaks down the barriers that you may be hiding under it breaks down those barriers of fear of delusion and again with courage it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect or that you have to be free from these fears but what it means when you have courage is that you don't let these fears stop you anymore because you know you've got the courage and the resilience to overcome them to overcome and move forwards in spite of the fears and what you'll notice is as you start to practice and embody courage in the face of adversity and in the face of fears that come up in your mind or in your life and challenges that you go through you can actually face them without needing to change them you can stand in that fear and as you stand in the fear it actually gets smaller you know there's a there's a saying or a story that i can't remember all the details for but it's basically like when you look at the fear it gets smaller often we create fears in our mind often we create fears in our heads in in our thinking and the thinking about the fear it actually creates more difficulty than what the fear is except itself for example i remember at an old job of mine when i first had to do a pitch presentation and i was petrified at first i was so like not ready i felt the fear i felt like i cannot do this i cannot stand up in front of this room of corporate people i think i was about 25 26 at the time it was like my worst nightmare speaking about all of this stuff that we were presenting and, and pitching this project to this corporate um, company I was so fearful of how I was going to come across of messing it up and yet I, I felt like there was this expectation on me 
to do well and to do this as part of my job. But actually, when when it came to it, I I managed to get underneath the fear and realise that my thinking about the situation was actually causing me more difficulty, more, you know, mental distress than the actual act of giving the presentation, you know. And so what I decided to do sometimes when you have a fear is it's because it's something that you haven't done before. So what did I do? I practiced. I I recited the the pitch part that I had to do and I I made it fun. So I started doing it in rap. I started like doing it as a song and you know so I really like I skilled up in I was well rehearsed I knew what I needed to say so so then the fear dropped down a little bit I mean it was still like a bit fearful on the day but then I did the pitch and I actually kind of enjoyed it it actually you know it's still like yes I might maybe I could have done it even better but then here comes the compassion I did it I faced the fear of you know, speaking in front of these people for the first time and doing in this pitch that I really didn't want to do, that I had the courage to actually do that. And that in itself allowed the fear to become smaller than had I just allowed the fear to over override me and say, oh no, I can't do that. Oh no, that's not possible for me. You know, I worked with the fear so that it ne- and and this is where the courage came in so that I could do what I needed to do in this role in spite of how I was feeling about it. And then the third antidote is wisdom. And so this, I mean, intuitive wisdom and wisdom of the soul. So often we think of wisdom, we might think of like someone who's old and, you know, has had a lot of experience in life, be like, you know, grandparents or something, someone who's lived for a long time you know gains wisdom but actually everyone has wisdom and wisdom is often most cultivated through the practice of self-reflection and by learning to listen to your intuition because that is essentially where wisdom comes from it comes from the source within you it comes from your intuitive knowing comes from your spirit so when you cultivate this innate energy of wisdom you no longer live in delusion. You can see things as they are. You no longer need to sugarcoat things. And equally, you no longer are defeated by the stories or by the self-talk and negative thoughts that keep you stuck because ultimately wisdom cuts through that because wisdom is truth. And the truth is you are amazing just as you are. You have everything you need inside of you just as you are, you've just covered it up with all of the beliefs or thought patterns or triggers or feelings or traumas that stem from inadequacy or stem from fear or stem from making a meaning out of something that's happened to you that doesn't benefit you, that doesn't help you, that doesn't create a loving internal environment for you. So the best way that I would suggest to start to cultivate these energies, these qualities, these antidotes of compassion and courage and wisdom is really through some kind of meditation practice or through journaling and just developing that 
muscle of self-awareness because the more that you can become aware of what's going on in your mind whether that is an anger state or whether that is a fear state whether that is a desire that's coming from the ego as opposed to coming from your heart center or whether that's just something that is an assumption that you've decided to make up about your life which is actually not so true so some food for thought for you to take into your day or week whatever you've got going on in your life right now my invitation is where can you bring more compassion courage and wisdom to yourself or where might you be getting caught up in anger greed or delusion and just start to notice there's no judgment here have compassion for where you are and see where that takes you so i hope you enjoy this episode hopefully my voice will be back to normal and i will be i will not be as bunged up as i am right now and i will speak to you next week Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this resonated with you, leave a review on iTunes and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. If you want to go deeper into all things manifestation and magic, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Helen Life and I look forward to seeing you next time.